Hello and Happy New Year. This is Annalise. And this is Melanie. We are taking some time off for the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. I hope you hope you are too. Yes. Melanie, are you uh, enjoying your New Year's this year? I think so. I think it's going to be new and exciting. It's a new year. I, I'm very excited for 2022. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that we are in those digits. It's crazy because I thought it was 2020 last I checked. I, I know. <laughs> it's gone by like crazy. And we're doing much better this year. Absolutely. Yes. We can get together. We can celebrate. There's yeah. less COVID going around. Yeah. But since we're off for the holidays, we wanted to make sure you had something to listen to, right? During your holiday adventures. Yes. So coming up is our episode from last year. Yes. Please excuse any out-of-date references, but uh, we really wanted to share something with you, be with you on this New Year's Eve. Absolutely. So have a fun time in listening to it. And we'll see you in the new year. This podcast is meant for general health information and is not meant to override any medical advice. All questions will be screened and not contain any personal information. If you want a private consultation, contact us via positivechoice.org or you can contact your provider directly. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Positive Choice Wellness Podcast. Happy 2021. Woo. <laughs> my name is Annalise. I'm an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And my name is Melanie. I'm also an exercise physiologist and nutritionist. And Melanie, can you believe 2021? I, I can't. <laughs> I can't believe. I, I, I just can't. I'm sorry. Well, we, we made it over. We made it over the hump, so to speak. Yeah, it's it's. I'm glad we're out of the year into the new one. This is exciting. It's better now automatically by default because it's now 2021. So it's better. Everything resets January 1st. Everything is different the day that the new year starts. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But contrary to that, we are going to, we're going to talk about how I think starting a new year in the shadow of the the pandemic and kind of the chaos of 2020 and and looking at the realities of that yeah and you know that there's a lot of uncertainty I think even at any point in the last several months where people have just like what do I do where do I go how do I begin what do I start etc it's it's definitely been one of those kinds of kinds of places that we've all I think been in the last few months so because we're in the new year it's the reset button so we can discuss and make it better Right. Yes. Yes. So focusing today then on the whole, because obviously we will preface this, when you have a a new year, we usually have a resolution, which is I want to do something, make a change. Typically, I want to lose weight. Uh, So how do we go about that and actually succeed in making changes in our life? Mm Mm-hmm. I think that part of this year is really about acknowledging where we're at first. That's true. I mean, true. that's always what it is. Yes. Meeting yourself where you're at. But 
this year, it just doesn't feel quite right to just talk about general resolutions. Yeah, because that's fair. Because we may still be struggling from, um, you know, how the holidays felt this year, maybe being a little bit more in isolation, maybe having lost some friends or family members, and, and going into our new year with a kinder, more accepting perspective of ourselves and where we need to be this is true we do need to practice kindness we do need to practice being kinder to ourselves especially if you're unhappy with where you're at currently right because if you're sitting there like berating yourself like ah i'm not where i want to be well beating yourself up over it isn't going to get you there any faster it's just gonna make you hate yourself while you try to (laughs) get where you want to be so that's not really going to work out no nothing beautiful ever came out of shame no, absolutely not. Yes. So I've been getting a lot of questions up until the end of the year. It was a lot of questions in my classes, and obviously we had that break before the new year. So the questions I kept getting were, you know, I feel like I'm out of control. I feel like I, I don't know where to go or how to stop what I'm doing. How do I get myself back into check of what I want, where I want to be? Mm. That's the number one question I've been getting across the board pretty much in every single class that I teach. I feel like that is a a cycle that we can Mm -hmm. put ourselves in of being hard on ourselves. Yes. um, Going through like binge deprive, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to white knuckle it. I'm going to do it. But my stress levels are off the charts. So (laughs) um, now I'm going to break my diet to calm the, the stress. And then I dislike myself for that. And then it just, and then you start over. I'm sad. Eat food. Feel better. Now I'm sad I ate the food. Eat food again to feel better about being sad about eating the food that you didn't want to eat. Here you go. Here's your vicious cycle that we've all been in. (laughs) Then be really hard on myself about the fact that I've gained weight. Exactly. Exactly. Which is not, not, no, we we don't want to be there. It's figuring out where you are in terms of how you're treating yourself is probably the best place to start, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you're struggling, if you're, you know, if you're trying to make changes and and you're berating yourself, you know, I like to use the analogy of, um, I use it actually with training dogs, which I don't own a dog. So it's kind of funny that I use this analogy, but I've rubbed off on you. Maybe you have, (laughs) you jerk. But like when you're training your dog and you want them to learn something new, you usually use treats or some positive reinforcement to facilitate a good behavior. So, you know, if they go to the bathroom outside, you're like, yay, good for you. Here's a treat. And they're like, yeah. Whereas if the dog goes to the bathroom in the house, you take their head and you rub their nose in it, that are they going to learn their lesson? Are they going to change their behavior? Now they're just feeling bad about what they did, but they don't really understand what they did wrong. Right. So as people, we're kind of the same way, not to compare us to dogs, but we kind of are because in the same sense, if you want to make a change and you say, I can't believe you did that. You suck. You're you're terrible at that. You're not going to change your behavior. You're just going to continue to eat to feel better about the fact that you're hating on yourself for not changing a behavior. That That's completely right. Mm-hmm. And then if I am associating feeling bad about myself with healthy eating habits or exercise, guess what I'm eventually not going to do? Exactly. You're right. not going to do any of the things. Right. Because <laughs> I associate exercise with punishing myself, or mm-hmm. I associate eating healthy food with punishing myself for eating the bad food the day before. And that just leads to 
well, I'm only doing this because there's something wrong with me. And we don't want to live in that space. And to piggyback off of that too, we do a lot of this as a means of getting to an outcome. So I want to lose weight. So I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to get to the goal. And then I can go back to normal. Is I think where typically people go like, I'm only going to exercise and eat well because it's going to get me to the point where I'm going to be thin and happy and skinny. And then I can do whatever I want again. Till I solve the problem. The problem will be fixed. Right. And Mm -hmm. I will never get fat again. Mm -hmm. That's how it works, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... You know, that's that's something I think we, we, we don't put as much emphasis on or focus on when we're trying to get to where we need to be is, you know, where's our head at? What are we thinking? What are we telling ourselves? You know, what are you doing, you know, mentally that could be sabotaging yourself that you don't even know it. And it could just be this negative attitude and negative reinforcement of bad behaviors. You know, something that I've seen a lot, it's actually it's like a pet peeve of mine ever since I've gotten out of high school, which is coaches in high schools would torture you with exercise Mm -hmm. because I did a lot of sports in high school and a little bit in college but not quite the same because I could hire my coaches then but uh (laughs) when I was in high school I remember if we did something the coach didn't like we had to do sprints we had to do something it was a punishment and unfortunately that instills a belief in you at a young age that exercise is punishment for not behaving or punishment for not doing something right. And so then as an adult, when you want to exercise, it feels like punishment because that's all you can think about is historically, it's been punishment. Like there aren't a lot of positives to it. So the same could be said with eating healthy. If you feel like it's punishment, it is punishment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's what you're thinking it is at that point. So it's, re- it's basically reframing your mindset, changing your brain, not thinking about it as a negative, but really it's what you need to do for life. But you need to find what you enjoy of the healthy things that are out there. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-size-fits-all shoe, unfortunately. I wish it was, but then we wouldn't have jobs. So, <laughs> True. <laughs> that, that reminds me, you bringing up like some of the earlier messages we got. I, a couple of things stand out to me um, from middle school when we were exercising. Mm-hmm. There was a male PE coach, and he said to me one time um, when he was making us run laps that – You'll thank me when you look great in your bikini. Oh, wow. And at the time, I, I mean, when you're young, you don't you don't fully understand what that means. But like as an adult, that really stuck with me. Yeah. And first of all, inappropriate. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. I was like, your coach? <laughs> My God. Okay. PE teacher. Okay. Okay. It's not much better. Not, neither. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But yeah, first of all, like inappropriate, but also just kind of that message that you should run to find value in showing your body off. Mm -hmm. And I know that in in our society, that is super prevalent. Oh, yes. You know, a lot of people start their health journey for aesthetic reasons, and that's fine. Don't be hard on yourself for that. But long-term success does not stem from your value in how you look. Yeah. Because in the day-to-day, there isn't a lot of value to that. That's fair. That's that's. There's really only a couple of careers out there where there is value in that. And aside from those very niche careers, that's it. Right. Acting and modeling. And if you're not doing one of the two, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. And we think that it does. We think that it is enough motivation to you know be a certain weight or be a certain clothes size but the reality is is that if something happens like 
you know, you have some upset in your life, mm-hmm. guess what matters the least? <laughs> the size of your genes. Yes. You're not going to care, which means that during stress times, during, you know, holiday times, New Year's times, pandemic times, mm-hmm. um, you are not going to stay with the healthy behaviors that are actually going to help you manage your stress, that's going to help you get through. Because if the only reason you're doing it is to be a certain weight, and that doesn't really take top precedence anymore, then you're going to drop those habits. And I think that comes down to the type of goal you're making for yourself. Because the goal right there would be, I want to lose weight and look skinny, which is fine and dandy if that's your goal, cool. But just recognize too, what's, if not equally, if not more important than that, is how are you going to get to the goal? What are you going to do that brings you to that end point? I've seen this a lot in my classes. I had a couple of people in my classes um, because I teach Healthy Balance, which is our full food weight loss class. And a couple people would be like, my goal for this week was to lose five pounds. Specifically, they had a specific number they wanted to lose. And so at the end of class, when we set our goals, I'm like, just so you know, I want you to focus on not the scale, not the number that you're going to be at the end of the week, because you have absolutely no control over that in a week. That is not something you can choose to lose. Your body's going to do what it's going to do. So that's a bad goal. How are you going to lose said five pounds that you want to lose? That's the bigger question. How are you going to get to that goal, which is a process, the process goal versus the outcome goal phrases that we know in this industry. Right. Can you take a picture of yourself completing the goal? Exactly. Or or working to complete the goal. And when it comes to weight loss, you can't take a picture of you actively losing no. five pounds. <laughs> Look, it's falling off of my body. Hooray. Right. But we could take a picture of you going out on a walk. We mm-hmm. could take a picture of you meal prepping, yeah. eating vegetables. And that's where I think we get into the weeds a little bit with a lot of folks, because then at that point you know, it, the process of getting there, if they don't enjoy the process, like how are they supposed to accomplish their goal if they hate eating healthier, they hate exercising. And like, obviously we don't have a solution for that. If you hate it, like I can't make you not hate it. I can't go rah, rah, woo, woo, do this, yay. I can't be a little cheerleader and like sit in your house and like pop out of a cupboard when you're trying to do something good. It doesn't work that way. So if you're really ch- struggling in the process of getting there, you're like, I, but I hate salad. Don't eat salad don't eat it. Right. (laughs) Like if you hate something, don't do it. There are lots, a lot of healthy vegetables that exist out there that aren't salad that you can absolutely have. And at the very least, find the one you hate the least. If there's one that's like, well, that's okay. I can tolerate it. Cool. Tolerate away. Do it. (laughs) That's right. I, I love all kinds of vegetables, but I really dislike a side of vegetables in a meal. I do too. I really dislike it. I will eat it if someone serves it to me, but I never want a meal with like a side of vegetables. And here's your steamed broccoli. Right. So guess what? I don't ever make that for myself. Yeah. I never ever have a dinner that looks like a piece of chicken breast and a side of broccoli. Yeah, I don't either. I'm I'm usually like mix it up with the starch. Like if I'm doing rice, I'm always throwing vegetables into my rice or my quinoa or whatever I'm doing. Um, if I'm making like pasta sides, I usually do chickpea pasta because it's, you know, better for you than doing the flour based ones. And I'll throw in vegetables into that. Like I like things to, to taste like they go together rather than separate entities on a plate. Right. I don't want to eat categorically. I want to eat like a whole thing. <laughs> I think that's probably a lot of reason why some people just don't eat vegetables because they think it 
comes in a side like you eat the vegetables pretty much plain yeah on the side and you don't have to do that no and something that so we've been doing um like grocery delivery and something i've been getting pretty much every week have been these like maitake mushrooms they're hen of the woods mushrooms they look like bark basically they have amazing flavor i love them i like i get them every week and i'm like i don't care putting it in everything i'll have it every day i don't care great and I love them and I don't care if I eat them every day. I am happy to eat them every day. So I'm putting it into stuff. I like, I'll chop it up and caramelize some onions. I'll throw it on top of chicken or I'll chop it up and caramelize some onions and put it in my rice or I'll chop it up and caramelize some onions and just eat it on the side. I don't care. It's great. And most of the time, every single part of my dish will have it in it because I like them so much. And it makes it exciting for me to want to eat my entire plate. Cause I'm like, Oh, but my, something that I love is in everything that I'm eating. So therefore I'm more inspired to be healthier because it's more appealing to my taste buds. I'm like, yay, mushrooms. But that's me. If you're like, ew, I hate mushrooms. I'm like, okay, don't eat mushrooms. Just insert your favorite ingredient yeah, Insert there. favorite ingredient yeah. vegetable there, and you can go with that. There's no rule that says you have to eat vegetables separate from stuff on the side, because I agree. That's boring. Like, I put a side salad in front of me. I'm like, oh, boy, side salad. Like, the salad better be the meal itself, or we're not going for a salad. Right. Yes. It- And on that same note, one thing that I have been talking to my classes a lot about lately is the importance of finding healthy dishes that are as good Mm -hmm. to you as some of your splurge dishes. Yes. And my example of that is I haven't had regular brownies since I made the the black bean brownies that are in our cookbook because they are just as easy. They're just as satisfying, but tons of fiber, tons of protein, no refined sugar. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can attest to that because I've never had a normal brownie from you ever in the time I've known you. So yes, <laughs> uh, there's I do a couple of things like that too. Like I make a tofu like cream sauce, which is also in our cookbook. Yes, it is. We do use our own recipes because they are our recipes, but because uh, <laughs> they're ones that are staples. Um, but you know, blend up some silken tofu. I love sun-dried tomato Alfredo sauce. This basically tastes the same if you throw in sun-dried tomatoes, basil, herbs, um, you know, blend it up in a blender with some soy milk and you got yourself a cream sauce, wink, wink, not really made with cream. Feels indulgent, tastes indulgent, actually very healthy. Mm-hmm. And it masquerades as unhealthy. I'm on board. If, it, if I'm tricked, I'm happy. <laughs> High in protein. Yes. Some good healthy fats. Make sure that the soy milk is unsweetened. Mm-hmm. Check that label. Just because well, it says plain. And if you're yeah, if you're doing a cream sauce, you probably don't want a sweetened vanilla flavored soy milk going in there. <laughs> well, I say that because it's not even just the vanilla. Oh right, the plain, plain does have sugar soy in milk it. Yeah. is sweetened. So you got to get unsweetened. Same thing with the almond milk, mm-hmm. the coconut milk. If it doesn't say unsweetened, they've probably added sugar. Probably. So just our little PSA. Yeah. And, you know, sweeten your food for yourself. Don't let other people do it for yourself. You know, that thin thing. But the biggest thing, though, and I agree 100% with that, is making something that tastes unhealthy but is actually very healthy for you so it's appealing and you want to eat it. Because I think there should be some excitement in what you're doing to motivate you to want to continue to do it. Um, and... I, I recognize that not everyone out there is going to go, I'm a cook. I know what I'm doing. Like, you know, you throw me in a kitchen with like, like the show chopped and I'll probably figure it out. But to the average person, they may not. And so understandably so you might go, well, okay, that's good for you. You can think on the fly and think of that kind of stuff. But how do I go about it? Recipes. (gasps) Yes. So that cookbook we keep talking about, 
hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, <laughs> has some great recipes in it. <laughs> it's called Powered by Produce. You can get it on our website on positivechoice.org. Exactly. And it's amazing. And there's lots of options for plant-based healthy meals that masquerade as unhealthy when they're actually quite good for you. And they taste really good because we were taste testers in this. So we will not tell you anything is bad because, um, well, we had to taste it ourselves and so we made sure it wasn't. So if you are stuck, recipes are great. They're absolutely fantastic. I, I still use them I'll, or I'll like, I'll look at it and go, oh, that's a good idea. And then I'll kind of go my own way sometimes, but you know. <laughs> and to tie this into it, to what we were talking about, about being easy on yourself. So if you, if you are struggling, think about these healthy foods as adding in. So one thing that can add to our struggle, if you are stuck in, in a cycle where you are, you know, perpetually trying to eat healthier and then going off the rails, trying to exercise, going off the rails, whatever it is, one of the best things you can do is stop taking things out. Yes. So stop making things off limits. So start with, you know, just adding some of this stuff in. So look for some healthy recipes add it in because if you are eating healthfully if you are eating food that is whole that is you know full of fiber full of nutrients it just will happen naturally mm -hmm. that you'll eat less of the processed food but you have to be kind of proactive about that because if you're hungry and stressed <laughs> you will things. not make a healthy piece of food from scratch no it's just probably not going to happen. Like drive through city. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> right. So have a little preparedness, but add in. Don't be like, oh, I can't have this. I can't have that. But prepare yourself to have some delicious, healthy food that you can preempt. And what's interesting about that is that is kind of the concept of all diets that exist ever, which is restriction. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much any diet, mainstream or not, that's out there that says you shouldn't have something and the word shouldn't or can't or sh you know, no is on that list of stuff, that's uh, automatically you shouldn't do that. And that's what I'm saying. Don't do that. Because if you're basing what you're doing off of restriction, that's only going to put stuff on pedestals and make it more, more important that you're not having it. And that will drive you insane because if you say, well, I can't have pizza, pizza's bad. Well, guess what's going to be on your mind for the next two weeks? Pizza. So it's a matter of, you know, not restricting and incorporating, you know, just add healthy things in. As Annalise said, don't, don't take away the unhealthy because I think that's where a lot of us start shooting ourselves in the foot. And it's a, it's a slow process. Like I can use my analogy for when I started eating more, more plant-based stuff and less meat. Cause I've, I've mentioned this many times before I am, I am a meat eater. I am from that kind of family. That is what I do. And I went from that to pretty much, I don't remember the last time I had meat in the last couple of weeks. And it's just because I'd focus a lot on trying to get plant-based stuff in, but the way I did it is I just added it in. I didn't take meat out of my diet. It just kind of eventually started replacing it. And I still eat it every now and then, but it's not a major staple like it used to be. And it was, it was something I wanted to have happen. And it was gradual and it didn't happen overnight, but eventually it became a habit and it began, eventually became a thing. And now I actively do that. I don't even think about it anymore. So it's doable with anything. I'm not saying y'all have to go plant-based. I'm just saying that's what happened for me. It was a gradual introduction of plant-based swaps until it became second nature. Which you could apply that to exercise yeah, too. Absolutely. Right? You don't have to jump into a six day a week no. workout routine. You can pick something that you enjoy doing and 
do it consistently. Yeah. That's like another analogy is when I started running and I hate it. (laughs) And I will say in all fairness, the reason why I started running was because gyms shut down and I needed a form of activity and I have feet. So I ran and I don't, I'm not a runner. I'm a swimmer. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but I did it. And when I started, I don't think I ran for longer, maybe total of 10 minutes. The entire time I was out there doing stuff, I was like, walk, run, walk, run, walk, run. I, I wasn't good. I sucked. I was really bad, (laughs) but I started really small. I was doing 20 minutes total, five minute warm up, five minute cool down, 10 minutes of like on off running. And that was my workout. And that's where I started. And it felt stupid. Cause like I'm an exercise physiologist. So to me, I'm like, but I, I can swim for an hour nonstop. I can do all these things and I'm running for 20, like not, I'm not even running the whole time for 20 minutes. I may be getting five or six minutes of running out of this workout. What a waste of my time. But eventually it got longer and better and I got more efficient at it and it slowly became a thing. Gradual introduction of things into your life. I didn't eliminate anything else I was doing. I added that on top of stuff I was already doing. That's all I gotta say about that. You can keep talking now. <laughs> No, I, I think that that is a, a fabulous example and meeting that goes back to meeting yourself where you're at. And I think there's also a little bit of like grit and toughness that has to come along with it too, where if you are, if you are so far gone that you're like, I won't eat vegetables other than carrots and I have have, met people just like that. Yes. And I have a a foot injury, therefore I can't exercise. That is a time for you to start being a little bit tough on yourself and recognize that if health, fitness is on the top of your priority list, exercise has to be a part of your life. Healthy food, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, Mm -hmm. beans, healthy, lean proteins. Those have to be a part of your life. Sleeping seven to nine hours a night has to be a part of your life. Stress management has to be a part of your life. If you don't have those categories, you will not be as healthy as you want to be. Yeah. And so if you are limiting yourself in your mind with, I don't eat vegetables, I don't exercise, Now is the time to start opening up to all of the possibilities that you could like something, that there is some form of exercise out there for you if you are injured, that there is some way for you to move, that there is some way for you to incorporate some vegetables in your life. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting that you're bringing it up, too, because you listed off a lot of things that we need to focus on. Um, And... (laughs) Yes. And in all fairness, that's a lot of things. And I think for the average person who isn't probably doing any of those, incorporating that all at once can feel very overwhelming. So something to, to keep in the back of your mind too, is you, you don't need to change the world in a day. You, you don't need to do all the things immediately. Cause when we get into situations where like, you know, I want to eat healthy. I want to exercise more. I want to manage my stress. I want to meditate. I want to do this. I want to sleep. You know, you have all these things and you're trying to do all of them at the same time. You're going to get overwhelmed and you're not going to succeed because it's going to be too much. You know, you only have so much bandwidth to get this done before your body's like, I'm good. You, you, you keep doing your thing. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm not doing that. And you kind of fall back into old comforting habits because you're frustrated with the fact that you're not doing all the expect the expected things you want yourself to be doing. 
you know, putting, spreading yourself too thin, basically biting off more than you can chew all the puns we can throw out here. And in that instance, focus on what's the most important of those things to you in that moment and just focus on that. So if in the instance that we're like, okay, I want to do all these things, but right now my major focus is like, okay, I really want to do healthy eating. That's really my main point. I, I just, I need to get more healthy eating in. I'm not doing well with that. Then don't worry about the exercise. Don't worry about the sleep. Don't worry about stress management. That those can be another day. Those do not have to be now. Focus on getting the eating into habit form first. Yes. And then long-term goal. No. But- yeah. Like, we don't expect you to do none of the other things ever again. It's it, you got to get one of them down, before, you know. Yes. To build habits, it'll become second nature eventually. You just got to keep working at it to make it second nature. It's a little bit of work, unfortunately. It's a lot of bit of work. Yeah. It's, it's hard. If it wasn't hard, we would all have this down pat. But it is hard. We're fighting our coping mechanisms. We're fighting our brain and our ideas. Fighting biology. Fighting biology. <laughs> Our body wants to have fat on it. It likes to have storage. It does. And we fight that. If we don't want to have too much, we have to fight it a little bit. And that's just not allowing for extra storage of fat, making sure we're managing how much we're eating, making sure we're managing our activity. Because if one's out of whack, you're going to gain. And that's just what we do. Our people are meant to gain weight for famine, which doesn't happen as much as it should these days. So we are now dealing with the convenience of food and there is no famine. So we don't have those starvation periods that normally we would have gone through. And so we just keep gaining. And, you know, I mean, gratefully so. Thank yes. goodness. Yes. Thankfully we have food, but the problem is our bodies are still in tune with when you don't. Right. <laughs> We're still primitive beings in a very modern brain. So yes, we have our reptile brain. It's always there just working, being like, no, you need to lay on the couch and you need to eat high, high, well, calories. high calorie food. Cause we might hit a famine. Yeah. What if there's a famine? Oh yeah. The next famine. Okay. Let's eat those chips. That'll solve the problem. <laughs> And the stress of there might be a famine, so we need to calm the stress. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Get yourself in a tizzy. You're like, oh, I gotta control that. <laughs> so you know, don't don't spread yourself too thin. Really find a major point of focus. That's that's the goal. Is to go. Okay, I, I really want to put my eggs in this basket for right now and work on that. And then when you feel confident that that was good, and you're like, okay, I got what I needed. Then you move on to the next thing. Yes. Be kind to yourself. Meet yourself where you're at and add healthy habits in in small doses. But best, basically just be kind to yourself. Don't, don't kick yourself in the teeth because you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Always be nice to yourself. It's so hard, but always be nice to yourself. Yeah. You th- think of any sport you've ever done, if you've done a sport or anything you've ever tried learning for the first time. When you try doing stuff for the first time, you suck at it. You're not mm-hmm. good at it. And if you are... I hate you. Go away. But if you are naturally good at something, get out of here. But like we, most of the time we aren't good at stuff. We first try, you try a sport. You're like, throw that ball and you throw it and it goes way the other direction that you wanted to throw it. You're like, I don't even know how my arm went that way. That's called learning something new. And it takes time. It takes patience. And you fall down, you pick yourself back up. You try again. You don't sit there and go, Oh, you can't throw a ball. You suck. You're terrible because how are you going to pick yourself up from that? Right. And how are you going to get better if you quit yeah. just because you're not great at it the exactly. first time? If you're not great at it, you're like, oh, well, I guess I can't do that. That's what we do with, with healthy eating and exercise, but we don't do it with stuff we really put our minds to. If you really want to accomplish something and you fail, you keep trying until you stop failing. Mm-hmm. 
why can't we apply that same mindset to other behaviors in our life beyond learning a new activity or a new task or skill or what what have you? Yeah. Look look at the healthy habits as attaining a new skill. Yeah. That's all it is. I think that's a very fair way to look at it, to be completely honest with you. It is a new skill in a sense because... We aren't really raised in a very healthy country, so you know, 70% of our country is overweight or obese. I can't say um, we're in the minority or the majority as far as health. I think we're a lot more of the minority as health, mm. but you know, it's not a race. We don't, you don't need to get there tomorrow. You don't need to get there you know, immediately. It's just a matter of taking a step back, looking at the picture, go, okay, where, where do I need to focus? What am I telling myself? Am I mean? To me, that's a good question to ask yourself. Are you mean to yourself? Some of us are. Yes. You don't want that. I don't want that. Well, on that note, be nice to yourself, you guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year 2021. We made it. We are here. This is the year you can focus on yourself. Make this about you. What skills do you want to learn? What what habits do you want to build? What where do you want your focus to be this year that matters most to you? And also be kind to yourself too. Beautifully said. <laughs> but until next time, everybody. Bye.